For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Welcome to the next edition of our big broadcast. We've got our first guest waiting on an interview here with us. We are going to go to the telephones here in just a second. Welcome to our big broadcast, the world-famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Download our app, JiggyJaguar.us. And we are going to go to our first guest. Let's go to the telephones, and I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Then we'll talk a little bit about why he's here. Go ahead and give us a brief introduction, my friend. Are you? Is that me? Jimmy? Yes, indeed. Jonathan yes, indeed. Ferrara. Jonathan, how are sure. you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing well. This is Jonathan Ferrar. I'm calling in from New Orleans, Louisiana. I am an artist, gallery owner, and the author of a book called Guns in the Hands of Artists. Now let's talk a little bit about this book. This book is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Tell me about the, 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 the production process, the ideas behind this book, everything involved with it. Sure. The, uh, the, the idea for this exhibition that was then subsequently turned into a book uh, really started in the mid-1990s, artist Brian Borello and I mounted the first Guns in the Hands of Artists exhibitions. We took <laughs> guns off the streets of New Orleans. They were decommissioned by the police department, and then we gave those to artists uh, across the community to make artwork out of these guns, to basically use the thing to address the thing. So that was in 1996 when the murder rate in New Orleans was approaching almost 400. And it was really designed to have to take the conversation out of the highly politicized, polarized context and bring it into the realm of art. Art is a means for dialogue. Art is a means to foster conversation about this critically important issue. So that was the, the, the origination of this uh, project. And then about uh, five years ago, I revisited this project. My gallery is a much higher level these days. And I deal with artists across the country that work in museums. And so we worked with the New Orleans Police Department, the city council, and the mayor's office to take guns off the streets. Those guns were then given to artists across the country, about 30 artists, men, women, black, white, Asian, all different geographic locations across the country because this problem affects all of us. No one is immune. And so in that process, we challenged these artists to use the guns as raw materials 
in making artwork, to use the thing to talk about the thing, to, to use guns in their artwork to address the issue of guns and gun violence in America. These were painters, sculptors, glass blowers, metal workers, photographers, um, all using these guns. That exhibition traveled around the country. It went from New Orleans, the Aspen Institute, to Washington University in St. Louis, Art Falls on Miami Beach, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and it was presented this past fall in the, uh, at the rotunda of the U.S. Senate building sponsored by Senator Tim Kaine. And so the book is an outgrowth of that project where it features images of the artwork in the exhibition, artist statements, and then it's paired with essays by national thought leaders on this, on this issue. Walter Isaacson has written the introduction. Rapper Lupe Fiasco has written the piece. Pulitzer Prize winner Richard Ford, Joe Nacera of the New York Times, Trimaine Lee of MSNBC, the actor and comedian Harry Shearer, Congresswoman Gabby. Guns in the Hands of Artists. We've got Jonathan Ferreira with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast talking a little bit about this book. It is an incredible, incredible uh, look at uh, guns and uh, as, as Jonathan was saying, talking about the thing and thing. It's a uh, it's a heck of a deal. Check out jonathanferreragallery.blogspot.com for more information. And uh, Jonathan joins us here on the telephone. Um, John, this this book in, in incredibly well put together. You've got a lot of folks that are I involved in this. Um, the, the idea of putting this together. Um, what moved you to create such a provocative exhibition with this, merging guns with artists? Sure. Well, the idea really is that um, this issue is something that faces all of America. Uh, regardless of where you live, uh, guns and gun violence are, are, are a part of American culture, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately from the gun violence perspective. Um, so we live in a city in New Orleans uh, where we have a very high murder rate. It's something that we deal with on a daily basis. So you know, the real motivation behind this was to somehow add value to the conversation to continue to keep the conversation alive and the dialogue going. That really is the inspiration behind this, but to also take the conversation out of the, if you will, the screaming match, the vitriol, the this side, that side, that, 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 that confronts this issue, and to try and reach some kind of common ground to use art as a mirror for, for life and saying artists are holding up their artworks as there has, just as if they were holding up a mirror to society and saying, what is happening with this issue in our country? Can we look at this from a different perspective through a different lens and possibly, possibly come up with some kind of common ground that may bring us to a safer place? It's a very um, high-minded idea, but it's something that has really proved uh, useful because people come together, they look at the artwork. When you're in a room surrounded by artwork made from guns, it's somewhat disarming because you have to have the conversation about the subtle nuances of each piece and what they're trying to, to talk about. And the same thing applies to when you're reading the book. You look at the, there's nothing more intimate than reading a book. It's you and the images and artwork and, and essays in, in, on, on the pages and you 
are moved by those works, moved by those writings, and that really is part of the stimulation that we're trying to achieve. We've got a great guest with us today. Jonathan Ferreira joins us here in our broadcast, Guns in the Hands of Artists. Now, um, two decades later, why did you feel you needed to uh, restart a dialogue with this powerful book? Well, it's, you know, two decades later, it seems as if after Columbine and Sandy Hook, Orlando, and, you know, you can, you can unfortunately pick any one of the uh, mass shootings. And on, a, on average, there is more than one mass shooting each day in, in America. Um, that's something that to me was, was quite shocking when I really kind of d- dove into this. And I think that it's, it's, there have been 1,216 mass shootings since Sandy Hook. Think about those numbers. And if we think about that, so I said to myself, what can I possibly add to this conversation? And that's why we decided to revisit this, this exhibition. And to, I was also, when I, when I first did this exhibition with Brian Morello, it was 20, 20 plus years ago. I wasn't nearly as uh, uh, smart, connected, and mature and wise as I am now. And looking at this issue and how it affects people across the country, because as I've traveled to these different cities, I've met with people, and gun violence affects all of us, whether it's the inner city, rural America, no one is immune from this issue. So I wanted to make sure that we, we, we could add a, cre- a creative voice to this and look at this through a different lens. We've got a uh, great guest with us today, joins us live. Jonathan Ferreira is with us here on our big program. And um, now, how do you hope that your book and the art will basically make a difference when it comes to guns? Powerful people like President Obama, Mayor Bloomberg, they couldn't do enough against this proliferation of guns in the country. Tell us a little bit about what you hope to do with guns in the hands of artists. Well, there's a couple of things that we hope to do. We hope to use the emotional power that art can generate to, to stimulate the conversation. That's first and foremost, and that's a different tack than obviously what uh, President Obama and Bloomberg have done. And, you know, we don't have quite the resources that they have, but what we do have on our side is creativity, the ability that art can, can tap into the emotional part of this conversation and keep the conversation alive. We're not going to take 300 million guns off the streets, nor do we intend to do that. But what we intend to do is to, to person by person, reader by reader, visitor by visitor, um, stimulate a thought, a conversation, a question in someone's mind about guns and gun violence in America. And one of the things that we have done is working with different communities across the country. As an example, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, we partnered with um, Pillsbury United Communities there to present the exhibition, stimulate conversation, to integrate it into existing uh, gun violence initiatives that they have as a community partner in Minneapolis. And that was very successful. They worked with uh, the mayor's office, the police department in Minneapolis, to facilitate a gun buyback. Those guns were taken off the streets. They raised about $25,000. The guns were taken off the streets. They have been given to artists in that community to make artworks addressing the issue of gun violence in their community. And as you've read in the paper, Minneapolis has its issues with gun violence as well. So it's talking about uh, the individual and trying to change the individual uh, conversation. And one thing that I would uh, 
read from the book um, that I think is, is, is ultimately an important conversation starter, if you will, is this is written by Michael Waldman, who was the president, is the president of the Brennan Center for Justice at, Justice at New York University. He used to be a speechwriter for Bill Clinton. And he said that um, for millions of law-abiding citizens, um, firearms are a part of a terrorist culture. It is possible to have a meaningful individual right together. It is, it is possible to have a meaningful individual right together with a strong sense of safety. That is a fight that will have to be waged first in the public mind. Abraham Lincoln said it best at an earlier time of constitutional turmoil. Speaking of slavery, he declared, public sentiment is everything. Public sentiment is everything. With public sentiment, nothing can fail. Without it, nothing can succeed. So consequently, he who molds public sentiment goes deeper than he who enacts statutes and pronounces decisions. So what we are trying to do is to work on that public sentiment piece of this and to look at how we can change people's minds across the spectrum. And then that will hopefully lead to changes in, to, for moderate, sensible gun legislation across the country. It is the fantastic, fantastic author with us today. Uh, Jonathan Ferreira is with us. He has got guns in the hands of artists. Now, um, what did it feel like uh, to, to basically uh, put this book out there and have so much uh, folks coming to you with positive comments and things like that? Well, it's really been gratifying in the sense that, you know, you work on, on a project. I mean, this was five years in the making for this exhibition and the book. Uh, the book itself was a two-year process in trying to organize it, um, design it, lay it out, but also get these uh, very busy, very influential people who are passionate about the subject to contribute these essays. So the response to the book has been overwhelming. It's been featured in media across the country, from CNN to Time Magazine to Publishers Weekly. But on a more personal level, um, I've had conversations with husbands and wives who've read the book together, and it's stimulated conversations between them about what their views really are about guns and gun violence and what they believe and how they should engage in this conversation. So that, to me, um, not just from the, the critical and aesthetic side of things, but from the personal side, the personal stories that are related in the book, people that resonate with people, and it's been a real process of, of, of just um, engagement for me across the spectrum to talk about these, uh, this critical issue with, with people across America, and, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive and understanding of that because I think that everybody understands that this is an issue that faces our nation and we need to address it in some way, shape, or form. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast, and we will definitely talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much, and your listeners can, all, can look at the book they get on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble and other local bookstores. Fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, my friend. Guns in the Hands of Artists. And we're going to take a break and come back with more. Attention. This is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the million... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.